Welcome to Totally Transformed with Dr. Connie. Stay tuned as Dr. Connie applies her expertise, warmth, and wisdom to the everyday problems people face. Dr. Connie Borden is a licensed clinical psychologist and ordained minister practicing in the Dallas metro area. During the next hour, she'll take a look at everyday problems from a spiritual, physical, and psychological perspective. And now, here is Dr. Connie Borden. Good afternoon. This is Lance Borden sitting in today for Dr. Connie Borden, who is my mom. Dr. Connie is away this week on vacation and uh, asked me to uh, sub in. And uh, it's my great privilege to do that. Uh, Many of you have have heard me on the show before on Totally Transformed. And uh, but now you get all of me, all me, all the time, the whole show. So um Anyway, I'm excited to be here today. It's uh, it is a cloudy day outside as we sit here right now, and uh, kind of cool, kind of cool for May temperatures. But uh, it is exciting to be able to deliver to you what I believe God has put on my heart for this next hour, and uh, I hope you'll stay with me throughout the show because uh, I feel like there's some important things to talk about here today that could be life or death to you in, in what you're walking in and the life that you're living. You know, I don't know about you, but I grew up thinking that getting saved, being saved and staying saved was the ultimate goal of Christianity. And uh, personally, I struggled with whether I was saved, though I had gone forward in several altar calls by the time I was a teenager and was what I call a serial repenter, which probably isn't all bad because it meant that I had a soft heart and I had a sincere fear of God, not wanting my sins to be counted against me. But I also think I had a misconception about grace and wasn't sure of my salvation. Um, In fact, I remember being scared of even the cloud formations when I was a kid, thinking that it looked like Jesus might be returning and that I might not make it or he might not take me up with him. And uh, I was filled with fear, filled with apprehension, even if I heard a loud noise, thinking that it was uh, Jesus, the the trumpet was sounding and Jesus was returning. And that's kind of funny to talk about today, but um, interestingly, it it really affected me as a kid. And I think it it was a misunderstanding on my part. I didn't have a good understanding of the assurance of my salvation. Some of you may be able to relate. I went down... uh, went down the aisle many times as a young person and and conf- confessed Jesus as Lord and Savior, but for some reason didn't really understand grace and how uh, Jesus had paid it all and he had taken care of my sins and, and that once I declared him as Lord and Savior, if I confessed it with my mouth and believed it in my heart, that I was saved. And so um, it took me until my adult life to really get that straight. Um. In fact, I used to even have dreams, I remember, uh, of Jesus returning and, you know, being so relieved uh, that I made it into heaven. Oddly enough, I never really had a dream that I didn't make it into heaven. Maybe should maybe that should have been a clue to me that uh, maybe my thought pattern was off. Um, but the bottom line is, and the reason why I'm telling you that is because I needed to be set free from a fear that had been planted by the enemy and that robbed me of my joy in serving God. Can you relate to that at all today? Some kind of fear that robs you of your joy in serving God and knowing him. That was my story. Um, 
as an adult, I went through Gateway's Kairos ministry and Gateway Church is where we go to church here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And if you're not familiar with that ministry, it's a ministry where people come. It's really open to the public. You don't even have to be a member of the church. I highly recommend it. But it's where you can come and receive ministry for your wounds and your hurts and your oppressions and your addictions that plague you and really hold you back from all that God created you to be. So everybody needs Kairos. Everybody needs freedom ministry. Everybody needs to address the core issues that hold us back. And so I got the opportunity to go through it some time ago. And during that time of ministry, one of the areas that Jesus addressed in me was the assurance of my salvation. In fact, he gave me a vision during that Kairos ministry time of of me standing inside the gates of heaven and Jesus actually turning the lock and locking the gates behind me. In other words, he was shutting the door behind me. I was in and it was permanent. And to me, that was exactly what I needed as a visual picture of my place in God's kingdom. It signified the finality of my position in Christ and that there was no way I would never be kept out. I was, I was really set free in that moment. That was a, that was a supernatural healing that I needed to have to, to really be set free. And, you know, Satan really tries to test that even today. He'll come to me and, and try to get me to doubt the surety of my salvation. And I can go back to that healing moment and that vision that, that God gave me so that I know that I am truly saved. And that's very personal. That may not apply to you. You may think that's silly or you may think that's not necessary. And why don't you know that you're saved? And, or you may struggle with that. And my point to you is that I needed freedom. I needed to be set free in that moment. So back up for a a couple of decades here with me, and I just wanted to give you a a little background on myself. I grew up in a Christian home. I was raised uh, by my parents to to know Jesus and was saved at a young age. Um, I lived a very blessed life, always provided for. Um, My dad had good jobs, although he worked in the construction industry and was at times uh, on a bit of a roller coaster based on where the economy was at the time. But we always had enough and uh, we were blessed. And I was blessed to know Jesus as a child and, and come up under an understanding of who he was and who he wanted me to be. Um, from there, uh, at that point, we had lived in the Dallas-Fort Worth area uh, and the Oklahoma area. And from there, my dad got a new job and we moved to New York State. And when I moved to New York State, uh, I went to a New school, obviously, there, and uh, experienced some some bumpy times that I'll explain here in a moment, um, but was eventually uh, brought into a Christian school and from there applied to West Point and got accepted and got to go to the United States Military Academy at West Point. And that was an extreme blessing, and it was really an amazing opportunity that God had given me to be able to attend West Point and, and have the blessing of the education that was made available to me. And I say all that to say that I had a pretty uh, good, actually great childhood, a, a pretty great upbringing, and yet I still needed freedom ministry. I still needed healing in my life. And frankly, I believe that everybody needs healing ministry at one point or another, whatever you want to call it, whether it's Kairos, whether it's inner healing, um, 
whether it's one-on-one counseling to address the issues that plague us that Satan really uses to hold us back, I believe everybody needs it. And I believe really it's central to the gospel. Frankly, I believe it's been missing from many gospel presentations for hundreds and thousands of years. Um, I'm sure that, that God has always had a pocket of uh, ministry that has addressed this for people, and maybe people got healing other ways. Some people are, are probably instantly healed of their past wounds, even at salvation. But if you're like me, I needed something beyond salvation. Salvation assured my place in eternity. It assured that I was uh, a child of God, that I was saved, that I was set free from my sin. It instantly justified my spirit, but my soul still needed to be addressed. And that's really what we're all about here at Totally Transformed Ministries is understanding the soul, addressing the issues of the soul, and helping people pinpoint those areas of their lives that make them miserable, that hold them back, where the enemy has an open door to come in and really kill, steal, and destroy them. And really what I'm wanting to ask you today here in this first segment is, what is that for you? What are those heart issues? What are those soul issues that are holding you back today? What is it that the, that, the, that God is speaking to you about? What is the Holy Spirit saying to you right now? Is that area or two or three or five where he wants to come in and provide healing and freedom. And I'm going to talk to you about in the next two segments where in Scripture we find this type of ministry and how it is, in fact, central to what Jesus came to do when he came to earth to set us free and show you how this is exactly on God's heart for you today. So stay with me through the next couple of segments Uh, I'm going to walk through that with you. I'm going to show you where it is in Scripture. This is exciting stuff. This is good news because Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted, and we're going to walk through that today. So again, this is Lance Borden. I'm sitting in today for Dr. Connie Borden, who is out on vacation, and I'm excited to be with you here today. Stay with us through these breaks. We return to Totally Transformed with Dr. Connie on Christian Talk Radio, The Word, 100.7 FM. Welcome back. This is Lance Borden. I'm sitting in today for Dr. Connie Borden here on Totally Transformed. Dr. Connie is my mom, if you didn't know, and I have the privilege, along with my wife, Julie, to work with her and my dad, Bill, in the ministry of Totally Transformed, which is what makes this radio show possible. And today I'm sharing a little bit from my own story of how I've been set free and how I've been healed and how I believe that healing of the soul is absolutely essential for everybody out there. First of all, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you need to come to him and repent of your sins. And as Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. At that moment, your spirit will be instantly justified. You will be on your way to heaven. Your uh, place in heaven will be solidified. But from there, that's really the starting point. That's not the ending point. That's the starting point of beginning to address the soul 
and all of the issues that we carry with us into a salvation experience from our past. And, uh, you know, salvation isn't a guarantee that we're not going to sin anymore. In fact, I guarantee you that you will sin once you're saved. But we do have an opportunity to be healed and set free by Jesus Christ, not just in our spirits, which is what happens when we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart, but also addressing the soul and what God wants to do in our soul to bring healing and freedom. And that's really what we're talking about today. So I shared a story in the first segment from my past of really having an issue and a fear of being left behind, frankly, and not being sure of my salvation and how I needed to be set free from that and how I came to freedom in that through Kairos ministry at Gateway. And you can go back and listen to that uh, on the radio show archives tab. If you go to totallytransformed.org and go to the radio show archives tab at the top, you'll find uh, the recording of this show there. If you want to listen to it and go back and listen to it from its, from the beginning. But let me tell you another story about where I needed healing, um, in my life. And, um, you know, it goes back to my childhood as many healing stories do. Um, I suffered from something all the way that dated all the way back to probably kindergarten or first grade, probably when I was about five or six years old. Um, at that time, I remember being in a school play and at school we were preparing for that play. Um, we were doing whatever, learning songs, learning formations. Uh, and I remember being surrounded by kids at a rehearsal one day. And, uh, you know, it's really amazing the moments that are emblazoned on our minds from our childhood, isn't it? It's just, you know, I don't remember anything else really about that play or, or even what songs we sang or anything. But I remember this one moment that really went straight to my soul So I was sitting uh, on what I think were like carpeted boxes. Uh, They must have been like props for the for the play. There were kids all around me. And next to me, there was this little girl. Don't even remember what her name was. It's not really important. But at some point, I don't know what I did or what I said, but she said to me, she said, you are a dork. And. At the time, I probably didn't even know what the definition of a dork was. I'm not sure I could even give you a intellectual definition of that today, but I knew that it was not good. I knew that she was essentially saying that I didn't fit in, that I was weird, that there was something wrong with me, and I took it in. I took it in straight to my heart, and I believed it. And that was really my first experience of rejection from somebody of the opposite sex. And, you know, at that point, and I was five or six years old or whatever, you might think, oh, not a big deal. I've had much worse. And and I know uh, many of you have had much worse than that, but that was big to me. I felt rejection. So then fast forward about six years to my seventh grade experience. And uh, in seventh grade, I remember having a crush on a girl in my class. And uh, one morning, um, the great day or had arrived when my friends told me that that girl liked me. This is a dream come true because, you know, I'd been pining away for this girl as a seventh grader can do. Um, And here it was. I actually heard through the grapevine that she liked me back. Well, I got up the courage to quote unquote, ask her out, which I'm not sure if things have changed or not in today's junior high crowd. But to me and my, and to my friends at that point in time, Uh, That meant that we would 
uh, be going steady if she were to say yes, meaning that we were going to be exclusive. She was going to be my girlfriend. And that was a big deal to me. I hadn't had a girlfriend and uh, that would have been a huge, huge boost to my confidence. Well, after putting my heart out there, I think I wrote her a note. I think I waited uh, for a while, to, you know, sent the note out probably from my friends to her friends and waited to get the answer back. And by the end of the day, I got the news and it wasn't what I wanted to hear. She actually was not interested in going out with me, but instead an eighth grader, an older boy had asked her out and she was going to go out with him. And I remember it well. He was somewhat of a bad boy. You know, in my mind, I remember being the uh, the sweet compliant kid. I think I was called a goody two shoes here and there uh, by contrast. Um, certainly no angel uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but he was more of the bad boy. He was the older boy, probably attractive to her as a result of that. And that went straight to my heart. Another rejection, right? Building on that rejection that I had had as a child. And that really solidified and helped to continue to develop that root of rejection that I had as a failure in relationship with the opposite sex. And frankly, that set me up for needing validation from the opposite sex. I needed to be told that I was attractive, that I was someone that, uh, you know, girls or a girl wanted to be with. And as a result, when I got older, when I got into my adult years and when girls did finally like me um, in college and beyond, I didn't guard my heart very well. And, and frankly, I even dabbled in sin. And that was exacerbated by this root of rejection, I believe. I needed to be healed from that root of rejection. So why am I telling you that story? Why am I being vulnerable to you today in that? Well, it's not because this radio show is necessarily about overcoming sexual sin or about a root of rejection per se, although the Holy Spirit may want to talk to you about those issues today if you struggle with them. But instead, this show today is about something that I believe has been missing from our, from many of our presentations of the gospel uh, for, for a long time, and that is that Jesus came to heal us. He, it's central to his message. If you look at how he began his ministry, he declared this in the temple. Um, and if you look at Isaiah 61, which is what Jesus read from when he launched his ministry, he stood up in the temple. I'll read directly from Isaiah 61. It says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy, joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. And you know, Jesus didn't read all of that. And frankly, the, the Luke translation of when Jesus read that is a little different. But that was written by Isaiah to describe what Jesus came to do. He came to heal the brokenhearted. He came to set the captives free. He came to release us from darkness. And if you didn't know, the brokenhearted, that's me and you. The captives, that's me and you. People surrounded by darkness, that was me and you. 
you know, hopefully more before we were saved. But even after we're saved, even though our spirits have been justified and we're on our way to heaven, there are issues in our hearts and our souls that Jesus wants to address and he wants to heal and set us free from. And that's really what this ministry and this radio show is all about. It's about being totally transformed through Jesus Christ and through the healing that he came to bring. So let's talk for a minute about the soul. You know, we're made up of three parts. We're a triune being, just like God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We have three parts too. Those three parts are that we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. Those are our three parts. Every natural man or woman understands that they have a body. It's what we see in the mirror each morning when we wake up. It's our interface with the world. And through our five physical senses, you know, touch, hearing, sight, taste, and smell, we experience our physical world each day, and others experience us. We know we exist, right? Because we not only can we sense the world around us, but because others relate and respond to our existence as well. And so we pretty much understand our physical man pretty well, but we don't really understand um, our spirit, and we definitely don't understand our soul as well as that physical man. So when you come back after the break, we're going to get into those next two parts of us, which are the invisible parts, the spirit and the soul, and talk more about how Jesus came to heal us in our soul man. Stay with us. Transformed with Dr. Connie on Christian Talk Radio, The Word, 100.7 FM. Hello again, this is Lance Borden. I'm subbing in today for Dr. Connie Borden here on Totally Transformed. Uh, Dr. Connie is out on vacation, but has given me the privilege, uh, and if you don't know, I'm her son, uh, to run with the show today. And uh, we're talking about something that I believe is central to the gospel that is often missed. And that is the fact that Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted, set the captives free, and release from darkness the prisoners. We talk a lot. We put a lot of effort in our church settings uh, behind getting people saved, right? Getting people in the boat, if you will, getting them to know Jesus Christ, uh, which is obviously paramount and obviously extremely significant because it's what uh, allows us to be able to live eternally with him in heaven one day, and it accepts his sacrifice on the cross as payment for our sins. But there's more, right? That's not the end. Getting in the boat isn't the end. Getting in the boat is the beginning. And frankly, I think lots of times what we do is we get people in the boat and we say, good luck with the storms. Have a good time. You know, uh, we say, uh, you know, just try real hard. You know, when those big waves come and they threaten to capsize your boat, you know, just, just try harder, discipline yourself, read your Bible more, you know, um, and, and we don't really equip them or equip ourselves with the tools we need to overcome the wounds and hurts and addictions and uh, strongholds and bondages that we came into salvation with. And that's because even though our spirit is instantly justified when we come to Christ and it does uh, seat us in heavenly places with him, we're left with our soul. And our soul still has all of the baggage from our lives, 
and how we existed before salvation. And so what we're talking about today is really understanding that spirit and that soul man and addressing those issues. And so we we're talking about right before the break that we're a triune being, uh, just like God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He created us in his image. So we also have three parts. We have a physical body, which is what we uh, use to experience the world with. We utilize our five senses, uh, sight, hearing, taste, touch, and smell to experience the world. Other people experience us through their senses as well. We know we exist because when we pull out into an intersection on the road, other people yield, right? Hopefully, if they don't, you still know you exist because they hit you and they uh, create damage on your car. Um, when we walk down the hall, people acknowledge us or we acknowledge them. And, uh, and we experience the world and we experience others and people experience us through that physical body. But that's just one third of our being. And frankly, it's the part of us that is temporary. The other two parts of us will go on forever, and that's our soul and our spirit man. And we, you know, usually as Christians, we have a pretty good understanding of our spirits. We understand that our spirits are instantly justified when we get saved. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And that's a work in your spirit man when you do those things that makes you that is essentially puts Christ's sacrifice on the cross and his shed blood as payment for your sin in your place so that when God looks at you, he sees you as righteous in Christ. Jesus steps in as a sacrificial lamb there, and he pays for our, he's, he's already paid for our sins, and that is then appropriated to us. But that's just getting in the boat. Now we've got to paddle and, and make our way through the ocean of life's issues now, at least having our eternal destination settled, but needing help wading through all of the troubles that we'll encounter. Jesus said, in this life, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. And so there's a third part of our being besides our body and our spirit, and that is our soul. Our soul is extremely significant to our effectiveness on this earth. And frankly, it is just not addressed like it should be. And that's one of the reasons why this show and this ministry is here is to exactly address that missing element, the healing and the setting free that Jesus came to bring us in our soul um, as a result of his ministry and what he came to do. So what is the soul? The soul is made up of the mind, the will, and the emotions. The mind, the will, and the emotions. What you think what you do, and what you feel. And you can further break down the mind into the imaginations and memories. So said another way, the soul is made up of the imaginations, the memories, the will, and the emotions. And it's here where we get hurt. It's here in our soul where we get wounded, and it's where we get bound, and it's where the enemy can have a field day, even in the life of a Christian. Even though we're saved, even though we're God's child, even though we've come to know him as Lord and Savior, the enemy still messes with us in our soul and seeks to frankly destroy us and draw us away from Christ through our soul man. It's here where we become miserable. It's here where we act out in sin to soothe and comfort our wounds. It's here where Satan has a field day stealing, killing, and destroying our lives. And it's here where I developed 
a rejection wound from girls in my class that I explained in the last segment growing up. It's here where I believed a lie of the enemy that I wasn't saved and I might not go to heaven. I was wounded in those areas and needed healing. I was oppressed and I needed to be set free. And that's not the only things I've struggled with, but those are just two significant ones that that came to mind as I was preparing for this show. And there's more to come. I'm still walking through freedom ministry, hopefully on a daily basis. Hopefully God is continuing to set me free and and continuing to sanctify me as his child and address the areas of my life that need to be addressed so that I can be the most effective reflection of him to the world that I can possibly be. So what about you? What's your story? Have you been set free? Have you been healed? Have you ever even thought about areas of your soul that might need to be addressed? Or do you just continually sweep them under the rug and really hold them down and hope that they won't come out because they produce those lovely emotions that we all hate to deal with because sometimes they bring tears, sometimes they bring pain, sometimes they bring memories that frankly we just don't want to think about. But what I'm here to tell you today is having those areas of wounding and oppression and addiction and bondage addressed is paramount and essential to us being effective for Jesus Christ in this life and drawing others to him and being able to lift him up so that he can draw all men unto him. It's essential, and it's core to what Jesus came to do. When he got up in the temple, he read from Isaiah 61. He said, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners. That wasn't just salvation. That was a work in our hearts, in our souls, that happens, yes, It can happen at salvation, but for most of us is a continual process throughout our lives because it addresses not just our spirit man, which is what is justified when we're saved, but our soul man. And Jesus came to address that. I know many of you listening today were heinously abused as children, physically, sexually, and verbally. I know others have believed lies from the enemy about who they are in Christ. I know others are stuck in addictions to pornography or sex or alcohol or even Facebook and social media, or the internet, or TV, or movies that you know you shouldn't watch, or food. Does God offer us a solution to those issues? Does God offer us the ability and the opportunity to be set free from those things that continually try to hold us back? The answer is absolutely yes. And that is what's so often missing from our presentation of the gospel. We get people into the boat, and then we leave them in the middle of the ocean, and we say, good luck, good luck with the storms. Just do your best and God will do the rest. If you miss it, try harder. Just discipline yourself. Come on, get with it. But the fact of the matter is Jesus came to walk with us through those hard things and to frankly address and heal those areas of our lives that continually hold us down and set us back and keep us from being able to advance with him and do things that will help others come to know him and come to that same freedom that he wants to provide in our lives. Ephesians 1, 4, and 5 says, He chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. It is God's good pleasure and will, I'm here to tell you today, to bring us to sonship and daughtership in Jesus Christ through Jesus Christ. In fact, 
He decided before he even created the world that we would be his sons and daughters if we would come to him through Jesus Christ. And it was in accordance with his pleasure and will. And frankly, he's called us to be holy and blameless, but he hasn't left us to figure that out on our own. He hasn't left us to just try harder and discipline ourselves to that holiness and blamelessness. He's paid the price for our sins, yes, and he's forgiven us of our sins, yes, if we come to him and confess him as Lord and Savior and repent of those sins. But he's also come to heal us of those areas in our soul that continually trip us up. And that plan to come and restore us in total was set in motion before the creation of the world. That's how much God loves us. That's how much God loves me. It's how much he loves you. And I'm here to tell you today that this is good news, and he wants to heal those areas of your heart and soul that need addressing. Come back for the last segment after the break. Here's Dr. Connie on Christian Talk Radio, The Word, 100.7 FM. Thank you for coming back. This is Lance Borden. I'm subbing in today for Dr. Connie Borden, who is my mom. And uh, I have the privilege of uh, doing this ministry of Totally Transformed with her and my dad, Bill, and my wife, Julie. And uh, this radio show is an outworking of that ministry. You can find our website at totallytransformed.org. And there you can find many different resources, uh, not only series after series after series of amazing content about how to get set free in your soul and how to um, be set free in your marriage and how to be a better parent and how to address many topics that uh, are really salient for our lives and times. But also you can find uh, downloadable resources as well, like the five R's to victory in your thought life, which is a tremendous tool. It's a PDF document that really helps you to walk through how to get a hold of your thought life and be really set free and have your mind renewed uh, if you're plagued by anxiety or sexually addictive thoughts or whatever it is or fear, anything that would try to hold you back and trip you up, a great resource for that among other things. And we're working on a book. Uh, I say we. Uh, My mom, Dr. Connie, is writing a book Uh, and it will be coming out later this year, and that will be an encapsulation, really, of this entire process of how to get free from the soul, get get free in your soul. Um, So if you continue to tune in to totallytransformed.org, we will be making that available here in the very near future. If you're listening out there today and you'd like um, some ministry or some counseling in this area, uh, would you please reach out to us? You can email us at feedback at totallytransformed.org, feedback at totallytransformed.org, and let us know really what it is that you're struggling with and how we can help you. Um, You can also call, if you need one-on-one counseling, um, Dr. Connie has a practice called Borden Psychological Services, and uh, you can call 972-542-8300. And there you can uh, leave a message and and she'll get back to you as soon as possible to set up a time. And the way she does it is she does a free consultation. So she will uh, talk to you over the phone, really understand what it is that you need help with and really uh, give you an opportunity to get to know her 
and understand if it's a good fit and understand if it's something that God would have before you're ever uh, charged a dime uh, for her counseling. Uh, she is a doc. She does have a doctor. She is a doctor in psychology, and she offers her uh, counseling to clients here in the Dallas Fort Worth area. So, if you need help in that regard, call again at nine seven two five four two eighty three hundred. You can also visit her practice website at drconnie.com, d o c t o r c o n n i e dot com. But I wanted to leave you here today. We've talked for the first three segments, and this is the last segment. Um, I wanted to leave you with a tool for how to address uh, these areas of the soul that we're talking about today. And I told you a couple of stories of my own woundedness and hurts from the past that I needed to have uh, Jesus address. And um, one of the ways that we address these types of issues and, and one of the ways that Dr. Connie addresses it in one-on-one counseling is something she sometimes calls, calls prayer visioning. And that's not intended to be, you know, some kind of uh, newfangled term necessarily, but it really, it's just the following. It's getting a memory in your mind of, of a way you were wounded or a time that you were wounded, specific instance, like I described earlier in the show where the girl called me a dork or where the other uh, girl uh, rejected me or where, you know, maybe thinking about how I was unsure of my salvation and those fearful thoughts that I had of Jesus returning and me being left behind. It's getting those thoughts in your mind or those experiences in your mind of where you were hurt and when you were hurt and letting the feelings come up as you think about that memory or trauma and then confessing those traumas and memories to the Lord in prayer, forgiving anybody that might have offended or abused you in that moment. And you might say, oh man, That is a mouthful. I would have a really hard time forgiving that person that heinously abused me or that uh, rejected me or came against me. Um, But frankly, that is one of the key steps to getting free is is forgiving that person, that offender, and then asking Jesus what he would want to show you about that trauma in order to heal it. And I shared with you how my fear of being left behind was addressed by Jesus giving me a vision of me standing inside the gates of heaven and him locking the gates behind me, meaning that I was permanently in, that I was going to live with him for eternity. And that came to me in my adult life when I was going through freedom ministry at at Kairos at Gateway Church. And that's significant to me. I carry that with me whenever the enemy tries to, to bring fear to me or tries to question my assurance of my salvation. So sometimes Jesus will bring a picture with him Into that moment, he'll sometimes um, bring peace. Sometimes he'll show you something about that trauma that you didn't realize before because he's, because essentially you're allowing him to bring his supernatural wisdom and understanding into that situation. Sometimes he'll bring a scripture. Whatever he needs to bring, he knows your heart. He knows exactly what your soul needs and he knows exactly what you need to be healed. We just have to give him the opportunity. We've got to give him the opportunity to address those things in our lives that we carry with us, that weigh us down, that hold us back, that keep us from being able to be effective believers and ambassadors of his gospel. And frankly, you know, the enemy certainly doesn't want you to get saved, but once you are saved, 
what his goal then to do is hold you back from being an effective, productive, fruit-bearing Christian. And he does that by grabbing on to the wounds and hurts and strongholds that have been formulated in your soul over years and decades and lifetimes and really pulling on those strings every time he can by reminding you of those traumas or bringing somebody into your life that triggers one of those traumas or hurts or bringing a temptation across your path that reignites an addiction maybe that you thought you were over and really wanting to put shame on us, wanting to remind us of our sin and our sickness from the past or the present. But Jesus came to heal all of that. We just have to give him the opportunity. We have to go before him in prayer. You know, sometimes it's hard to do that by yourself. If you need one-on-one help in doing that, call us. Call Dr. Connie's practice at 972-542-8300. Visit us on totallytransformed.org and listen to some of those radio show archives and series that talk about addressing the hurts and wounds of the soul. You know, healing and setting the captive free was central, is central to the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the first thing he said out of the gate. He said, I came to heal the brokenhearted, to set at liberty those that are bound. He said he came to release from darkness the prisoners. And that was the first thing he said. So it's obviously so important to him to address where we're hurt, where we're bound, and where we are groping around in darkness. You know, even the last chapter in the Old Testament, you know, we we sometimes think of the ministry of Jesus um, or, or we sometimes think of the gospel as really just as pertaining to the New Testament. But I'm here to tell you that healing has always been on God's mind. I read you or I said to you Ephesians 1, 4, and 5 a few minutes ago that said that from before creation, Jesus predestined us to be sons and daughters of his through Jesus Christ. And in the last chapter of Malachi, which is the last chapter of the Old Testament, in verses 1 through 3, it says this, Surely the day is coming. It will burn like a furnace. All the arrogant and every evildoer will be stubble. And the day that is coming will set them on fire, says the Lord Almighty. Not a root or a branch will be left to them. But for you who revere my name, the sun of righteousness will rise with healing in its rays and you will go out and frolic like well-fed calves. Then you will trample on the wicked. They will be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day when I act, says the Lord Almighty. That's what I want for you today. I want you to frolic like a well-fed calf. That might be a funny image to think about, but the point is God came, Jesus came, God in the flesh, to provide for us, to give us everything we need to prosper and thrive in this life as sons and daughters of him, to be reflections of him, to bring life and freedom and hope to this world. We're it. We're the salt. We're the light. We're the only ones that carry around with us true hope and and the answers for this world and all of its misery through Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you today that it's available to you. If you need help addressing hurts and wounds and, and bondage and addiction, Please call Dr. Connie's practice at 972-542-8300. She'll be with you next week here on Totally Transformed. It's been a pleasure to be your host here today. Have a great afternoon. 
been listening to Totally Transformed with Dr. Connie. Dr. Connie Borden is a licensed clinical psychologist and ordained minister practicing in the Dallas metro area. Be sure to listen next week at this same time for Totally Transformed with Dr. Connie on Christian Talk Radio, The Word, 100.7 FM. 